This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. I can't turn off the street. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your other host, Matt Scalina. And I'm your temporary co-host, Pete Stiakovich. <laughs> First time guest, long time listener. Okay, hold on, before we get into anything, I gotta ask you guys, what's up with that intro? Like, you- Yeah, no, I, I we, we actually changed the intro. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wait, wait, so... Wait, we long time listener? We didn't just come in some, yeah. from some hard dubstep coming no, in? No, <laughs> Now you're just critiquing Matt's daughter. Yeah. What, what, what? Devastated. <laughs> That's how I feel. Oh, the, your daughter's on the intro. Yeah, uh, long time listener. Long, time. <laughs> long. Time. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Uh, well, what what are you what are you doing here, Pete? <laughs> uh, I question, question that right now myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so I was going to ask you guys some questions um, about pre-sales, but you suggested we do it on the podcast. So, well, we were talking we were talking a few days ago about you gave us a call and you said we're th- I'm thinking about buying a pre-sale condo. Exactly. And we yeah. said, why don't we just do it on the mics? Because yeah. we've actually had this question quite a few times now. So, well, especially after recently. yeah, the False Creek Flats episode, there's been a number of people inquiring about this, uh, some new developments going up, and it's a perfect great. time to talk about great talk episode. About great episode. episode. Yeah. I'm not sure the old. I think the new intro was on that one. I'm not sure you heard I'm, that. I'm one. sure it's a great episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm behind. I'm behind his tax season. Um, okay, so. Uh, how do we start this? Should I just tell you where I'm at pretty much? Well, yeah. Well, yeah so, so tell us what your goals are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm looking uh, within about a budget of 500000 Okay. I've got about 20% of that in a down payment. 
Okay, excellent. Actually, that, yeah, that works. Because I was going to say, first question I had for you was, what type of down payment do you have? Because okay. obviously, as a first-time home buyer, if you're looking at built properties, you potentially have uh, the ability to go in with only 5% down. With pre-sales, you're going to need at least, you know, between 10 and 20%, usually 15 to 20 So it right. sounds like you're covered there. Okay, good, good. Right. I mean, part of that is in RSPs, but that's... Um, which is that's fine. all fine. Yeah. You can use up yeah. to your first time home buyer. You can use up to twenty five thousand dollars. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, which is great. Um, so why don't we maybe the way we can frame this is maybe just some of the the yeah, benefits of buying the pros and resales and, and yeah some sure, of the negatives yeah. as well. That sounds good. First of all, tackle pros here. I mean one of the one of the real benefits of of pre sale construction is an obvious one. It's brand new. It is. Yeah, so it's it's uh, it's like buying a brand new car off the lot. <laughs> yeah, and and much like a brand new car off the lot, I mean, most of the major systems in a building have an economic life of between twenty to twenty five years. So we're talking about the windows, the roof, the plumbing. Uh, buying into a new building, you can expect that any of these major costs that are coming down the road that everyone worries about in terms of special assessments, sure, you have twenty twenty five years. Uh, in which you're not going to have to worry about those those major systems in the building. Okay, not, so everything's working. It's in tip-top shape and will yeah. be for... Or at least that's the, that's a working assumption. Right? And not even that, but you also get a warranty, right? Oh, yeah, there we go. So in two, two, five, ten year and warranty. And that's a BC provincially great. legislated. So, so all maybe, new construction has a two, five, ten warranty. Okay, what's two, five, ten? I don't know what that is. Okay, so, so two, five, ten warranty is two years on parts and labor, the guts of the building. Heating, plumbing, electrical. Five, five years on uh, the building envelope, so the exterior of the building. Sure. Right. Okay. Um, now, at the end of that five years, the strata is going to have independent engineers come in, make sure that that's working properly. If there's any issues, they're going to go back to the developer. So, you know, that's that warranty. Yeah, that's one of those issues, especially in Vancouver, where leaky condos was such an issue in the past. Uh, you know, it's a real comfort for people. The last yeah, is the the. Imagine, yeah. the Tenure is on the structure, right? So you have that two five ten where you know most of the issues that come up are going to be covered, and you know often the first year, the first year you get yeah, it's actually even more like a one two five ten because that first year anything that goes wrong in the unit, so any any of your appliances that sort of thing, mm-hmm. any deficiencies, you will do a deficiency walkthrough when you take possession of the brand new unit. You can have a third party independent representative. It's a good idea to take your yeah. realtor, yeah, um, and you just go through it and then actually meticulously point out if there are any flaws or deficiencies and then the developer will have their representative take care of that for you okay that makes a lot of sense because if it was just me i i don't know i wouldn't know what to look for you know unless well yeah and you know what and we do those walkthroughs with people all the time so right uh, and often we encourage people to bring a building inspector inspector as well right yeah and you know it's not like you have uh the a one you know one shot at at it uh i just helped somebody buy a new property they moved in about two months ago and they've had a rep from the developer come back three four times already so oh okay nice yeah yeah yeah, it's it's not not, uh, kind of thing yeah exactly yeah you missed the window yeah yeah yeah. fair enough so in any event so we got brand new we got the warranty the other third consideration here for pre-sales is the investment potential right so this is there's kind of a broader way to think about this but first i think the nuts and bolts kind of and at a numbers level is uh consider this now pete you're you want to live in the property but you wouldn't mind seeing uh, a return obviously well yeah like i mean i want to live there but i want to have the potential of maybe uh if i ever do get married 
you know, fingers crossed for my parents. <laughs> uh, you know, if I go somewhere else, then I can keep, hang on to it and and uh, have a tenant. Sure, and and sure. The, and see, see and it's some an capital appreciation, right? Yeah. So consider this: uh, you're looking at the five hundred thousand dollar range. So tomorrow we go, we buy a, a one bedroom for five hundred thousand uh, dollars. They require ten percent down, so you put fifty fifty thousand dollars yeah. into the deposit. Now, over the course, uh, sorry, and this building completes in twenty nineteen. So over the course uh, from tomorrow up until 2019, you're not uh, paying property taxes, you're not liable for any issues that happen in the building, and you're not paying maintenance fees. Uh, you don't have to worry about a tenant, right? Yeah, you don't have to worry yeah, about totally a tenant. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you're into it for 50K. Now say the market from now up until 2019 increases by 10%. On that 500,000, you'll see it will be worth 550K when you take possession of the property and you'll have seen $50,000 return on $50,000, which is a hundred percent. Wait, wait. 100%. So is that 10% uh, until 2019? Is that um, reasonable? Like that- So often what happens is it, there's a, it's called a deposit structure. So yeah. each project has a different deposit structure, but typically you would see something and this is just a, a general idea of maybe yeah. 5% sure. uh, at, at offer time, mm-hmm. um, an additional 5% maybe six months later, uh, and an, an additional 5% maybe another six months after that, and, and then maybe 5% down at completion time. Okay, or so near like, to might, completion, yeah. Yeah, but depending, in, in a year's time, it, it, it hasn't been, like for example, in the last year we've done 25%. So had you, had you in, on West Side Condos, so had you bought... A con a presale a year ago, you would have been able with likely about ten percent down hold something that's that's worth five hundred thousand. So with and seen an appreciation of about twenty five percent, twenty five percent, which that's is unreal. yeah, which yeah, is that, that a, was a really year. in a year. Yeah, Westside wow. Condos. Were yeah, like I mean, 20, yeah. 24 percent. Yeah, crazy. yeah, so, no, yeah. 20, okay, so ten percent is yeah. not unheard of. Then that's not. No, I mean, so the the you know ten percent on the low end. Uh, the high end is twenty five. It's usually fifteen to twenty percent of the purchase price that you right. have to put down, and that's over the course. It's not all at once. It's over the course of usually about, like Adam said, a year, year and a half. But so investors like love it because it allows you with a small amount of money to hold a very large asset. Yeah, no and like I said, yeah. there's no other cost involved, right? So, right. so that that's a, a real uh, benefit from an investment standpoint. The 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 sort of grander idea of of a presale for an investment is this idea of the master plan community, right? And I think that's that's one thing to definitely take note of is often if there is a new project, it's going up in an area that they're trying to establish, right? Create a master plan community. And, and one of these, you know, and I know you didn't listen to this one, Pete, but go back and listen to Renee talk about the False Creek Flats and that canvas, because that's a perfect example of getting in early. The people uh, that bought in the first phase of canvas, you know, it was a very uh, you know, not I would, hard to say inexpensive in Vancouver in general, but it yeah. was a it was a, a very good, attractive price point. It was an attractive in price the context. Point. And now that we're seeing the area go to different heights, and it's very clear as to as to what the yeah the writing's is, on the wall there. Yeah, then we're now going to see the next phase be at a much higher price point. Yeah. So often, oh, what happens okay. is when yeah. yeah, so there's often an opportunity to buy into an earlier phase in the building and you'll watch actually as as often as the market climbs but also as the it becomes more apparent as to the investment and the potential of the area you'll see the the price of the condos climb as well yeah. over time 
so are they almost are they essentially like building new districts almost so picture this uh and i mean this is this is i think what we're trying to get at but an empty field that everyone with a few abandoned warehouses and everyone's looking at it going yeah, false creek huh, I, I don't i don't get this this is not, i don't want to live not here. polished like yale town who would want to live here mm-hmm. now 10 years from now that's going to look like yale town there was a time when yale town was warehouses yeah. toxic lands um, you know, think of yeah. think of the expo lands of yeah, Yaletown, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Now, the people that bought the first Concord Pacific buildings in Yaletown, they had a really attractive yeah, buy-in, on. right? Wow. And then over time, we saw everything get more expensive, but as an area progresses. So basically what we're trying to say is there's an opportunity to get in early on the ground floor for a lot of these master-planned communities. Yeah. Okay, so the... I mean, that sounds all really, uh, really good. Um, but what are the negatives? We got to get to those. Yeah. So just maybe I'll go back through. The there pros. are none. Just buy the pre sale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we have a unit on hold for you. <laughs> yeah. So the pros, brand new, the 2510 warranty, the investment potential with the deposits, and then that larger investment potential uh, for the from, area. Uh, from a, an area in a master plan community. The cons, there's some, there's some definite ones. First is, you don't actually see the unit. Right. So, you know, consider this. You don't walk into the lobby and get that initial sense of the building. Uh, sure, okay. You don't walk down the hallway and smell your neighbor's cooking. You don't feel your <laughs> countertops and look out the window and notice that there's uh, electrical lines running right outside. Or that it's an amazing view. Yeah, the exactly. The that, flip right? side of that is, you know, that you don't walk through and go, this is a, sh- a sure bet. I love the unit. Right. Uh, there's a little bit of uncertainty. You know, people hate uncertainty. Markets hate uncertainty. And I think buying pre-sale, there's, there's always that uncertainty. We should clarify that developers are getting a lot better at building presentation centers where it takes away from that uncertainty. And often the view, you know, they have the projections of what the view is going to look like and all the rest. So exactly. you're, you're point taken. Yeah. Um, but it, it's never going to be the same as actually going and visiting a unit, right? Yeah. I guess there's things you can't get from like the floor plan or from the display unit, right? No, and they're very good at making like, you know, I, you always notice that the display center, there's no ceiling on the display units or very seldom, right? You know, strategic maybe? Well, oh, I mean, yeah, I hey, 500 square feet feels a lot bigger when you don't have a roof. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's the first, you know, you don't actually see it. The second is you don't live in it. Um, so in your case, Pete, the question would be, what are your goals? Uh, can you wait till 2019? Do you want to? Does that actually make sense? Right. I mean, you're not, granted, you're not going to pay property tax, maintenance, but you're also not going to have a place to live. So you're going to have to either rent or have another situation mapped out for the next three, four years. Which is expensive as well, right? Yeah. And you're not building equity. I mean, you're you're paying if you're renting, yeah, you're paying somebody yeah. else's mortgage. So that that's a consideration. Now, as an investment, if you're just an investor, the, you know the considerations are totally different. But there is that. It's always you know, mom and dad. <laughs> Love you, mom and dad. <laughs> um, they don't listen. <laughs> they don't yeah, know can, how to work I, the I, internet. I can promise you that. Uh, the 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 third con here is uh, the slightly different tax. Uh, structure right to pre-sales from built properties okay now it's actually just it changed so benefits, it's actually yeah it's it, pros and cons yeah so one one consideration is property transfer tax now that's one percent on the first two hundred thousand two percent on the balance now you're a first-time home buyer if you were buying a built property you would have up to 475k and then it's a sliding scale to 500 but say you 
purchase something at 550000 you would have to pay that full property transfer tax. With new construction, you have up to 750000 where you're going to, that's... This, you're exempt. You're exempt entirely mm-hmm. from okay. the property transfer tax. The consideration that is the crucial one, though, is you're going to have to pay GST, which is 5%, and that's federal. You know, everyone on new construction pays GST. But wait, don't you get a rebate on that? If you're planning on living in the unit, there is a potential for a rebate. So we'll actually, what we'll do is we'll put a link in our in our show notes to a, yeah, a, a, a GST, GST rebate, rebate calculator. calculator. Oh, okay, okay. Good. For sure, but so so that GST, you know, even with the rebate, you're still looking at taxes, added cost, in added cost upon closing for sure. sure. Okay, uh, the there's two others here. Um, you know, one is uh, this idea of negotiating, which you know, to be honest, in the last six eight a year, maybe in in the built market is is a little bit tougher to do anyway. Right, but um, developers are very difficult to negotiate with the developer on price. They might do sort of minor things. But uh, for the most part, you're paying sticker price. Yeah, often you know there may be incentives. You might get to negotiate things like size of a parking stall or storage locker, or maybe the length of a um, the length of a deficiency period, things like that. Right? But but the reality is is that it, it is very challenging to actually get a, a price reduction on a price. Yeah, and and uh, you think yeah. if you go into you know a building from. 2005 you might come across a seller that's leaving the country or or in a crisis or whatever the situation is where they need to sell and people see that as an opportunity uh on the buy side in this case you know developers there's not a lot of developers uh you know the deep pockets of most developers uh make that uh challenging challenging on the buy side and you know there's even a, a development in Olympic Village that will remain unnamed that you know they took a lot of units off the market for a year and a half and and put them back on a year year or so ago uh, because they just wanted to get their price and they weren't getting them so they they held them and they had the uh, the wherewithal to do that without uh, and those all got bought up I'm sure right oh yeah yeah no they got their price in the end so yeah. it, it it worked out and uh, but yeah the the key takeaway here is you, you're not negotiating on price uh, and if you do it's it's there's slim slim margins there yeah um, the last point that I just wanted to make was about assignments now say Pete you buy a, a pre-sale tomorrow it's not going to be completed till 2019 and your situation changes and you want to sell the property prior to 2019. Now there is assignments. Uh, we've covered them in, in past episodes, what that we call means. them shadow flips, the shadow flips where <laughs> you actually, you sell the, your contract to purchase and sale. The issue is, is that, you know, uh, you know, a, a, apart from what it's called, it is actually very difficult, um, to market an assignment it's very difficult to sell them. The display center is usually closed. Uh, you can't often put them on MLS, so the exposure is limited. Uh, the developer often charges a fee of 1.52% of, of the purchase price as an assignment fee. You know, it's, it, there's, there's, there's a lot of challenges. So Where if, can you end up well, selling an assignment? Well, there's like, a, well, this is the thing. I mean, there's, there's a reason that a lot of these marketing companies, they, they invest a lot of money to build a display suite Give you, show you the finishes, yeah. create an experience that, that makes it marketable. Now, when they're closed and you're marketing this yourself and you can't use MLS... And you have a using, floor plan and a couple photos. Yeah, you have a floor plan, a couple photos, and, and Craigslist often, which wow. which is, is yeah. makes it very challenging to yeah, sell it, right? That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, which ironically in this market right now, assignments if, on still, the buy side are 
I, there's still a challenge to sell, but I think often are opportunities sure. for buyers because you're not dealing with the multiple offer situation. The prices are generally a little bit lower just because of all those challenges. But um, you know, on I'm just thinking from from your perspective, Pete. If you buy a, a built property tomorrow and two years from now you decide to move to Nova Scotia and you want to sell it. It's a hell of a lot easier to sell that built property than it is to sell an assignment. My only question is, why would I go to Nova Scotia? <laughs> that's episode 16. Yeah, that's an excellent question. <laughs> okay, but no. Okay, so this makes sense. Um, but really, why? Um, if I'm going to get a pre-sale, what, how, why do I need you guys? <laughs> why, would you, why are you guys getting involved? So I mean, no are you, offense. Are you suggesting that you should just go straight to the display center and... and well, I'm sure they would help. I mean, if I'm willing to buy, they would help me up with every step. They would right? definitely help you. They would definitely help you in a display center. But the, the, this is your chance, boys. This yeah. is the value added. Yeah. Tell me what you this is the value added. We've just spent 20 minutes explaining the entire process to you, and you're now asking us where the value is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've been here before. Yeah, <laughs> six times a day. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that we basically we would do the same things that we often do in the resale market. So, granted, there's there's I would I would argue that that a realtor is is more valuable in buying a, a a resale property. Yeah. However, some things that we do offer. So first of all, is is we often get early access to a lot of properties and a lot of projects because we have relationships with developers that we've built over the years. And that's right? one thing. You know, ironically, we're talking about hey, can you get a break on price in this market? And it's been this way for some time now. It's not about getting a break on price. It's actually getting the, the unit you want. Yeah, and okay. part of and that early is, access is everything. Yeah. And the other thing is, is like to be completely honest, we get incentives and um, you know opportunities for our clients. You know, you think about um, our relationship with several developers, where you know, yeah, if you're going to get a break, it's uh, you know, y- you want to work with somebody who's doing a lot of business with the developer and and uh, you know knows the staff and and can get you the leg up two would be basically the same things so when when we're looking at properties with people we like to think of ourselves often as two filters right so you're the filter of does this work for my lifestyle am i going to be comfortable in this space do i want to be on the third floor or do i want to be on the 15th floor and we're looking at it with a critical eye for resale and helping you look at the potential pitfalls of maybe where the unit's situated in the building how that's going to play out in the resale market right and is is there is there actually good value and also helping you judge basically floor plan finishes the reputation of the developer and all the things that well and i i guess and anyone who's been in a display center knows this right the unit you're potentially interested in is always the best unit the person that is pitching you from that display center represents the developer that's the bottom line and if you go in with a realtor you know you have somebody representing your interests somebody who does this all day long every day um and just like adam just said you know can point out exactly you know when you go to sell or when you want to live in it uh some things that you haven't considered so i was just gonna ask so basically like if i had if there was two uh units that i had um they're both arbitrary to me like there was no I didn't have one preference to the other. You could point out which one would be better for the future. For the future, for resale, livability, you know, and, and things that we think about, the same things that we think about when we're thinking about resale properties, right? Yeah, okay. I mean, we see Matt and I, in, in an average day, you would see probably at least three 
anywhere from three to ten properties, right? Sure. And we're seeing that on a on a consistent basis. Yeah. So and the and reactions to them and, and the reactions else. and and how that plays out actually in the resale market. So we're we're acting as a filter in that regard. But the other thing, and we've talked about this before is when it comes down to value. Because just because you go in and you deal with a developer that has a, a strong reputation, it doesn't mean that what they're selling you, you A, is is going to be the next best project. So having a critical eye on on actual, a, a good master plan yeah, community, sure. but also that the value is actually there. So just because they're reputable, it doesn't mean that the price that they're asking is in tune with market value. So what we do is we run a market analysis I was gonna say, just so, like we do in any yeah, other scenario. So, so two of the things I think we've been doing on this podcast is, I mean, or one thing that's that's crucial when you're looking at pre-sales is where is the city going? Uh, right. And that's this sort of broader vision or understanding of what's happening in the city and and where people are moving to. And if you're looking to be a pioneer, where should you be? Where should you be uh, moving? These types the of broader questions about opportunities in Vancouver. I think that's where we add value. One. Second of all, yeah, that market analysis. So if you're looking at, uh, hey, looking at a one bedroom downtown, they're asking five hundred and fifty nine thousand. Is that a good price? Well, we can send you anything built after 2013 all the one beds that have sold are active in the market and give that sort of the minutia that detail that if you walk in off the street you're basically taking their word for it that this is a good price or the sure. asking price that's good you bring or, up that point because just in this in the context of this conversation i was just thinking for the one property like you know you walk in and you know this this part's good here this part's good here uh in terms of units versus units but i didn't even think of the broader picture of like the entire building like this is not going to be good for you we'll take it to this other building this development in, in well sure i mean room. yeah and that's and that's it i mean it, basically what we're doing is we're, we're dealing with resale and pre-sale all the time we know about upcoming projects that might be a better fit for you as well if i can make a, a bad analogy it's basically going into a gunfight with a knife i think that's exactly what it's like i think that's a great place to end i've embarrassed myself already <laughs> <laughs> this is pc Akvich signing off for the vancouver retail podcast retail <laughs> Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. Okay, well, that basically covers it. So, Pete, any other any, yeah, any, any other, other questions? questions? Are you ready to pull the trigger or what? No, um, you pretty much answered everything I had uh, in the pipe there. Um, so, you so, ready to pull the trigger? Uh, how about I take your card? <laughs> I've heard that one before. Kiss of death. <laughs> okay, well, thanks. I'll a be lot, waiting Pete. for your call, Pete. All right. <laughs> thanks for coming on, yeah, and really uh, appreciate it. Really yeah. appreciate it. So that's everything. So Matt, how do, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, if you uh, want to get a hold of me, you can call 778-847-2854 or uh, via email at matt at scalinarealestate.com. Or you can try me at 778-866-4574 or adam at scalinarealestate.com. And there's also the nonpartisan line. It's info at scalinarealestate.com. <laughs> You have listened. You have listened. <laughs> and if anybody wants to get a hold of me, you can find me uh, via my Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> Swipe left. <laughs> have a great week. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks, guys. Two thousand faces for radio. Subscribe today.
Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. This podcast is sponsored by Common Ground Consulting. Are you developing in the Lower Mainland? Common Ground Consulting is a development management and consulting company with experience in single family, townhouses, multifamily, and commercial developments. What I love about Common Ground, Adam, is they manage the whole development process from due diligence and feasibility reports for initial purchase of land to completing rezoning, development permits, and building permits. They streamline the whole process with strong relationships with sub-consultants and municipalities and a deep understanding of all city requirements. Common Ground Consulting. Feasibility and efficiency prioritized every step of the way. Learn more at commonground-consulting.com or 604-807-6419. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020.